Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, as long as you're over the age of 21 in the United States of America. Europe, Canada, lower drinking age, they're civilized humans, obviously us in the United States are, we're basically Neanderthal still. But anyway, um, welcome to another edition of the Cocktail Cult. My name is Jonas. I will be your host and travel guide. This evening, we are going to travel to uh, the highlands of Jalesco, 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 however you want to pronounce it in, um, in Tequila Land, which is also known as Mexico. Um, we're going to do Terramana here. This is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson's uh, new tequila brand. Um, hopefully at some point, maybe in 2024, we'll be calling him President Dwayne Johnson. That would be probably pretty cool. And maybe like Joe Rogan could be his running mate. I think that'd be a pretty badass team. Um, anyway, we're going to do a quick review here. Uh, I won't take up too much of your time. I know it's very valuable. Uh, my, my tens of thousands of listeners on every podcast, it just keeps growing. I get tweets and twats and emails and Twitters and Facebook messages and DMs and PMs and CMs all the time uh, with all my adorning fans. I appreciate all of you, every bit of the three of you that will probably listen to this, but that's not the point. Um, we are going to do Terramana Tequila here. Beautiful packaging, custom bottle that's got uh, Terramana um, embossed in the bottom of it. Uh, uh, off-white label. It's got a depiction of some mountainous region, which obviously is a depiction of uh, the mountainous region in Mexico. Um, some Blue, Weg Blue Weber agave plants, which is what tequila has to be made from. Mezcal, on the other hand, can be made from a multitude of different agave plants. There's multiple different kinds, but tequila has to be made from Blue Weber. Um, so keep that in mind um, with your tequilas. This is a small batch. Uh, it's got the the bottle number on it. It's not handwritten, uh, but it is, uh, you know, supposedly a small batch. I'm doing the Reposado here. Uh, it came in around $38. Depending on what liquor store you're in, you may pay $40, you may pay $35. Uh, there's information on the back. Here it says agave, 100% Blue Weber, grown in the highlands um, in Mexico, so we know where it comes from. Uh, it says roasting brick oven, so it's roasted, slow roasted in brick ovens. That's the traditional, traditional method uh, to roast agave uh, over a period of time. It helps bring out a lot of the, the sweetness and, and some of the flavors. It's uh, distilled in a copper pot still that is also traditional, aged for anywhere between 2 and 12 months with Reposado in oak barrels. Terramana is aged based on the color and the complexity of the uh, spirit itself, I would say for probably about 6 months. They use uh, ex-bourbon barrels. I'm not sure what distillery or what bourbon was previously in them. Uh, but it definitely adds a little sunsaw uh, or a little uh, bit of, of uh, another element to the flavor profile. It does have serving facts here, 1.5 ounce serving. It is 96 calories, 0 grams of total fat, 0 grams of carbohydrates, and 0 protein. So basically just 100% booze. So that's, that's a good thing. Dwayne Johnson has his signature on the back. It is not hand-signed, but it's a pretty nice packaging. It's, it, it's, it's definitely um, worthy of like a $38 bottle. It does, however, say gluten-free on it in multiple places, which just kind of pisses me off because 
People don't realize that all alcohol when it comes out of the still is gluten-free. This is made from agave. People should already fucking know that agave does not have gluten in it. But anyway, regardless, it says gluten-free in multiple places. I guess that's for like the Kardashian crowd that's like once one ass cheek to be bigger than the other or something ridiculous like that. So um, anyway, so we're going to do a quick taste here. I've already tasted it, so... Sorry that I'm rambling, but I'm going to taste it again. I have one ice cube in here. That's it's, it's melted a bit. It's definitely lowered the temperature of the spirit and also added a little bit of a uh, watered-down effect. This is 40% ABV. It's not overproof. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Definitely get some oak up front. Obviously, it's Asian oak barrels, so if you didn't get any oak, uh, there, there'd be some problems here. I'm getting some vanilla and some honey, which is traditional with tequila. Uh, a nice earthy kind of vegetal middle, like middle of your tongue. And I, I'm getting a little bit of spice on the end. I don't know if that's like a touch of like a coriander or not sweet or, or uh, overbearing like cinnamon or nutmeg. So I'm going to go with like coriander. There's probably a little burnt orange in there as well. But overall, I would I would give this a um a 7.5 cocks out of the the 10 cocktail cult meter. Um so it it's definitely worthy to pick up. Again, you're supporting Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh who needs every dollar he can get. It's not like he's you know, the biggest movie star on the planet and, you know, owns multiple companies and now Terramana Tequila. It's not like he doesn't need our money because he desperately does. Um, so anyway, uh, definitely pick this up uh, around 38 bucks um, in your local liquor store. Um, for those of you who don't know uh, that much about tequila, I'll give you a little breakdown about, you know, the origins uh, where it comes from, uh, you know, when it started being distilled, all that kind of stuff. So um, tequila's kind of got a a crazy reputation where people drink it and they take their clothes off and wake up in, you know, uh, slumped over wheelbarrows or in gutters or next to some person that they have no idea who or how they got there and they're naked. Um but besides all that craziness, there's really some strict guidelines. Uh, the Mexican government dictates everything from what kind of water can go in it to obviously it being fermented juice of the Weber Blue Agave plant. Uh, it comes from a, a very specified region in Mexico, or kind of like around the, the western state of uh, Jalisco, 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 however you want to, uh, you know, whatever dialect you want to pronounce it in. Um, but, you know, the production really begins with the agave plant itself. Um, agave is really cool. There's multiple different kinds of agave. Um, again, a mez uh, mezcal, it can be used a multitude of different uh, varietals of agave. Uh, but the tequila is made from just the Blue Weber. So early on, <clears throat> you know, the the um, people that lived in that Mexican the you know the desert regions really it's it's a <clears throat> it's a desert plant 
they thought that agave was this gift from the gods because of how how many how many things they could utilize it for. So they they use it for food, the fibers they used uh, for a multitude of different things, um, and you know they used it to kind of like build with as well. It's a really versatile plant. It's much like it's a lot like hemp. Only, um, you know, grown in the deserts and hemp is, you know, I mean, that's not really known as a desert plant. So they, they take these big agave plants, which can grow up to, you know, eight feet tall and, you know, 10 feet wide. They're really, they're quite big and they'd kind of chop the top off. And then back then they would let the liquid that came out of the stump, uh, ferment and that would make this like cloudy kind of low alcohol drink that, you know, they would consume um, until, you know, I mean, this distillation wasn't invented. I think it was invented in like the 1400s, but the Spanish brought distillation to Mexico in like the 1500s. Um, and so when they first started distilling in Mexico, uh, they used that, that cloudy liquid that was called uh, aquamail um, and, you know, the spirit that they, they distilled from that, that original cloudy liquid, they kind of, the, the Spanish at the time called vino mezcal de tequila. So now you've got mezcal and tequila in the same word. So obviously it was refined, um, you know, for many years after that. Uh, you know, mezcal was made all across Mexico there's no designation on where mezcal can be made as long as it's in the state of Mexico or the country of Mexico. Um, but tequila is made in a very specific region. So, um, you know, producers continue to make mezcal in, in Mexico with many different species of agave. And uh, uh, it, it kind of blossomed from there. Um like any other fine spirit, whether it be bourbon or wine or, you know, uh, anything that's period specific, uh, tequila is produced according to regulations that govern where it's from. It can only be made in one place. Uh, it includes a town called Tequila, uh, as the surrounding state of Guanajuato. Um, and some other spots that I, I'm really, I, I'm butchering these pronunciations, so I won't even bother. Um, but there's a lot of rules and regulations that go into what can be called tequila, what it can be made from, how long it can be aged, so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, the, the juice can only be made from the agave, uh, the producer's it can go up to 49% ABV, um, but that's it. Normally, you're only going to find 80 proof. Uh, the, the fermentation length, temperature, and yeast all affect the development of the flavor compounds uh, that, that produce a specific style of tequila or a different tequila style. Some producers add the pina fibers, which is like the heart of the agave, um, to the fermentation in order to like kind of enhance the complexity of the spirit. Uh, regulations demand that tequila be double distilled in pot stills uh, or produced with a continuous still um, that has at least two columns. 
So that's that's really important because it has to go through a still twice in a pot still or one continuous run, but it needs two columns. So essentially it's doing the same thing. Um, so tequila doesn't have to be aged. Uh, the length of age determines how it's labeled. Uh, again, Blanco or silver tequila has no age. Repo or Reposado is aged from 2 to 12 months. And Añejo is aged more than a year. Normally, it's no more than three years. Um, there is an extra Añejo category that was added uh, in the mid-2000s um, <clears throat> that, has, that, that states that uh, it has to be aged at least three years in oak barrels of under 600 liters or big vats, uh, you know, barrels, whatever kind of uh, res receptacle they want to put it in, but it can't be more than 600 liters at once. So, uh, <clears throat> I mean, tequila is an old spirit. Um, it's a, a multicultural spirit. It's very diverse as far as the flavor profiles, um, the, the nose on it. There's, we've all had bad tequila. We, we've really, we've all drank shitty tequila and had hangovers or woke up, uh, you know, naked next to somebody that you don't know who they are. Um, I drank tequila one time. I'll, I'll just tell a really quick story. <clears throat> I used to live in, um, Jersey city, uh, New Jersey when I went to school in Manhattan for audio engineering and, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Craig Mitchell, he's a, a world-famous DJ. Um, we were meeting up with him in Hoboken, uh, my friend Scott and I, and we pre-gamed at our apartment, which is basically like in the attic of like his girlfriend's aunt's house in Jersey City. We were poor as shit. So we'd get like a 30-pack of Keystone Ice or Keystone Light, and we'd pre-game. And then we'd line like trench coat pockets with beer so that when we went out... I mean, obviously in the winter we did this. We didn't do this in the summer, but we were there in that location through the winter. So we'd line our pockets with beer and then we'd go into a bar and order like one bottle of beer. And then we'd just continually go to the bathroom and fill that bottle up with the beer that we had stashed on us. Or we'd like stash like a 12 pack behind a garbage can somewhere in the bathroom. I mean, we got pretty crafty because we were poor as shit and just eating like literal fucking ramen noodles like for dinner, like I had like $5 a day to spend and it would cost me $2 for like the light rail. And I'd like find a path ticket that like was just recently expired and try and use that, you know, I mean, we, we got crafty, like I said, anyway, we went out in Hoboken. Uh, we met up with Craig and a bunch of other people and it happened to be Halloween. Um, so I don't know. I remember some guy, pushing me on the floor at some bar in Hoboken and I like I slid backwards and I didn't spill my beer. I was so proud of myself. Granted, I was like 22 at the time or some shit, you know, I didn't know any better. Anyway, um, so we, we ended up going into Manhattan at like two in the morning and uh, the village on Halloween in the mid 2000s was fucking insane. And I just remember being in DJ booths and people railing lines of cocaine I remember some asshole that we were with dressed up in a SpongeBob costume. And I remember there's these like flashes of memories that I have. And then, you know, tequila shots were definitely, definitely a memory that I had. 
So I drank a bunch of tequila. Uh, you know, I went from beer to tequila. And I woke up with my hands. I woke up sitting on a toilet, fully clothed, um, with my hands like on my head and my, my elbows on my knees at like eight in the morning with someone banging on the, the bathroom door, like slamming their arms on it, like trying to get in. So I kind of like assessed like, holy shit, I'm in a bathroom stall. All right. Uh, like there was no cell phones back then really. I don't even think I, maybe I had a cell phone. That was what, 2002. So yeah, I probably had a cell phone, but I, I probably wasn't on or I still had a pager or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, I like checked to get, make sure I had my watch, like my keys, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I, I never, I, I left without my keys cause my roommate Scott had his, um, anyway, so I like, I like open the stall door and like, there's two stalls and a urinal and a sink and there's somebody banging on the fucking door who sounds like they're pissed. So I like gathered myself as best as I could and I unlocked the door and like ripped it open and like pushed past somebody who probably just had to take a dump. I don't know. I have no idea. And I, it, it was a, a underground bar. So it was like the base, a basement bar somewhere. And I stumble out into the street and the bright light like crushes me and I'm like stumbling around looking for a street sign so I can see where the fuck I am. Somehow, and I still don't really even know how I did it, but I stumble, you know, I, I, I get my bearings and I stumble to the path and the path I take to the light rail, the light rail back to our exit, which was like past this big cemetery. And then I get off the light rail and stumble home and I don't have my keys. It's like 9.30 in the morning. I'm still drunk out of my mind. Um, so I end up just sleeping on the porch. And I mean, Jersey City at that time, it wasn't like it is now. So there was like some definite like rough neighborhoods. Um, at the end of our block, there was a bar that we continuously, like every couple of nights, we'd hear gunshots and like we didn't go out at night to those bars like we if we went out it would be like we'd leave at like 6 in the in, in at night or 8 at night and we wouldn't come back until the sun was up so we just like party all night in Hoboken or New York or whatever and then come back when the sun was up because we felt safe um anyway i fell asleep on the porch and at like 2 in the afternoon um <laughs> Craig opens the door and sees me just like splayed out there like a fucking drunken homeless man. And he comes out in his underwear and uh, is like, dude, what, what, what happened? What are you doing? Like, where'd you go last night? And I'm like, how, how the fuck do I know? I'm like, I was hoping you guys could tell me that. And like, he was passed out on the couch and, you know, Scott was passed out upstairs. And I remember just like crawling into bed and being like, oh my God, like, oh. like I'm never drinking tequila again. Um, of course I drank it like, you know, two days after that, but, um, so, you know, tequila, too much tequila, too much anything is, is, is a bad thing, but, uh, except whiskey there, you know, too much bad whiskey is a good thing. Too much good whiskey is a good thing. Um, but tequila definitely knocks you on your ass. And that's one story that I've told multiple times. Um, but you know, when you find yourself in a compromised position, like waking up on the toilet, uh, in some random bar in New York city, 
uh, after you passed out uh, or I don't even know how I got in the place. I don't know how. Uh, the last thing I remember is like DJ booths, cocaine, SpongeBob, and then masses of people screaming and shouting, you know, during the parade, late night parade. So it's a drunken parade through uh, the village in, in Manhattan. And it was pretty amazing. I definitely wouldn't change it. If I could go back, I'd just like mount a video camera to the back of my head or something because I would have liked to have seen what kind of other nefarious things that I got myself into. Um, I checked my orifices to make sure that none of them were penetrated with anything. Um, and it was just a really interesting, fun night. And uh, so anyway, everyone's got a couple of those stories to tell about tequila. That happens to be an interesting one of mine. But getting back to what we were doing, I'm now got a little bit more ice melt. My ice cube's actually fully melted. This was like a half a normal size cube, so it really wasn't too much ice melt. It was just enough to get this temperature lower to, uh, you know, again, just there wasn't bite at room temp. It just, I felt like it just needed a little something to, to help open up some of the aromas. And it's really, it's quite lovely. So I'm going to give this a 7.5, like I said. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, if you ever get to hear this, I'll give, it a, a, I'll give it a 10 if you run for president. And, you know, you probably have to run as an independent, which is fine because our two-party system is absolutely broken because the clowns that we have to choose from between Donald Dump and riding with Biden is, this is the best America can do. Not to get political here, people, because I vote for, for policy and I vote for issues. I'm not this, some blind asshole that's like, I'll only vote Democrat or I'll only vote Republican. You people are all selling yourselves short by voting for somebody who can actually maybe make a difference in our average peon, uh, blue collar, you know, shit stained lives where, you know, what do we really have to look forward to besides, you know, a new podcast by Jonas Cope for Cocktail Cult reviewing some other wonderful spirit. I mean, if that's all you people have to look forward to, I feel bad for you. I thank you, but I feel bad for you. So this two-party system is broken. Uh, there's too many lobbyists. Uh, the bullshit uh, that that basically the gerrymandering, you can just buy an election because you can buy a politician, you pay them a bunch of money, or you threaten to black bag their family and kill all of them, and then you'll probably get some policies written in, to your advantage. That's big oil, that's big pharma, that's the industrial military complex. This shit's been happening for many, many, many years. I'm not going to get into, you know, conspiracy theories and all this stuff. I'm just leave it kind of at that. But like America, we need to wake the fuck up like legitimately because the rest of the world is laughing at us, not just because Donald Dump is our president, but also the last president and the president before and the president before that. They're all bought and sold by the same people. They're the, the, not even the 1% or the rich elite. They're basically got the same puppet masters and they're, they're owned by the same corporations. The billionaire corporations, you got big pharma, you got big oil, and you got the military industrial complex. Now you got other companies like Facebook, you got Amazon that are, that are becoming players, but they can't instill the same um, 
policy change or the same the same uh, fear into uh, elected officials as big oil, big pharma, and uh, big uh, in military industrial complex. So those are the three big evils here. Not uh, you know uh, gluttony, savagery, and whatever the other fucking thing is. Um, sorry, I'm rambling again. But anyway, yes. The Electoral College is broken, the two-party system is broken, and lobbyists should be outlawed. It, it should be unconstitutional to buy a fucking election or to buy a politician in order for them to enact policy that benefits your company. That's horse shit. Um, it, you know, in the very near future, I'm going to have a dear friend, Billy T, on, and he'll go way more into this than I will. We differ probably more we differ politically and and philosophically uh as much as the the media portrays the crazy right and the crazy left but we have mutual respect for each other and I'm curious to speak with him about some of the crazy shit that that must go on inside his head cuz I just see post after post after post of absolute batshit crazy stuff but Maybe I'm the one that's not as informed as I should be. So maybe he's the one that's really on to something. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to finish this Taramana. I'm going to say thank you very much for listening to this. Um, God bless you because my inane rambling uh, is exactly that, just inane rambling. So I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I enjoyed this 25-minute segment. Um, next time I'll review, I've got a couple of really good reviews coming up. Um, we're going to do Pappy, a friend of mine. Um, I've got a bottle of the 23 year. He's got a bottle of the 15. I'm sourcing a, a, a couple of pours of a 20 year so we can have a flight. I've got Weller. I've got the special reserve. I've also got the 12 year. Um, we've got some wonderful four square rum, uh, that we're going to do. So we've got some really exciting stuff. Uh, coming up. And we're not just going to babble about alcohol. We're going to go into some some other interesting topics as well. Like I always like to kind of rant. Um, I'd like some random space facts um, in here as well because I'm a big space proponent. So right now I've got one space fact that I learned today um, that the the sun is so much bigger than the earth that so-called quote-unquote sunspots the little blemishes on the, the surface of the sun are bigger than our entire planet. So just think about it that way. That's like saying the fucking pimple on your forehead, as massive as you may think that it is, and it really could be because I don't know about your personal hygiene, um, but that could be the same size as the earth is compared to that the, your entire body and that pimple as as the the earth is to the sun so you know when when people say we're an in in uh um you know an insignificant speck we literally are an in, insignificant speck when you think about the size of yourself to the earth and then the size of the earth to our sun and then the size of our sun to the biggest suns out there we are just micro dust and, and, uh, you know, and, and hopes and dreams. So on that note, 27 minutes and 45 seconds later, again, I thank you very much for your time. 
Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, you can catch me uh, on my email at jonascope at msn.com. You can Twitter me. You can twatter me. You can DM me on Insta at jonascope. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm going to fuck off now. Y'all have a good night and uh, much love. Peace out. Later.